Hello, everyone. It's me again, Peter Harris with Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to commercial real estate investors all across America. The title and subject of today's short podcast is The Five Best Commercial Real Estate Types for Individual Investors. Okay, so let's get started. I'm going to keep it very simple for you and straight to the point. Here are the five best commercial real estate types for individual investors. They are apartments, self-storage, shopping centers, office buildings, and number five, mobile home parks. And we're going to stick with these five. And with each of these types, I will explain to you in a few minutes on why you should invest in them, what the sweet spots are, and what their pros and cons of each are. Okay, let's get started. Let's start with apartments. Uh, Apartments that are five units and over are considered commercial. Anything below that is considered residential. Therefore, a fourplex, a triplex, or a duplex is considered residential. Anything that's five units and greater is is considered commercial. And personally, I've seen and been part of apartment complexes as large as a thousand units and as small as five all around the U.S. Okay, next is why do we invest in apartment complexes? Well, number one, everybody needs a place to live. They produce great cash flow. They are great tax shelters. You can actually force the appreciation on them. And each month you pay the mortgage, you can actually reduce your loan balance, thereby increasing your equity. And over the years, you'll be amazed at the wealth you have created. And again, in my opinion, apartments are probably the easiest to get into of the five for the beginner investor just due to the sheer number of them available. All right. Next is what is the, or what 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 is the sweet spot for the individual investor for apartments? And in sweet spot in this case, I mean price range. All right. The sweet spot or the price range for the individual investor for apartments is between 500,000 and 5 million. Okay? So anywhere between 500,000 to 5 million is your sweet spot. Below 500000 in my opinion, is just not worth messing with. The risk-reward gap is just too small for the amount of effort you have to put in. And above $5 million, you're playing with the big dogs, such as real estate funds and large institutions. And since they're willing to pay big dollars and, and they're okay with such small returns, we just can't compete with them. Okay. Next is, what are the pros and cons of apartment investing? A pro for apartments would be cash flow, as I mentioned earlier, as well as your ability to force the appreciation. And my favorite would be leverage. And in a future podcast, I'm going to share with you my favorite buying method, which is the master lease agreement that requires no credit, no experience, and most importantly, no banks. All right. A con for apartments will be if there will be perhaps overbuilding of new apartments in your neighborhood. You know, that could affect you getting tenants to move into your property, especially if the pricing is right about the same in terms of rents. Another con would be, and I've seen this so many times, uh, just people putting together bad deals. They look good on paper, but they never actually cash flow. 
And I'm hoping, should you decide to listen to more of my podcasts, that I'll be teaching you how to avoid those mistakes. Okay, let's move on. We just covered apartments. Next is self-storage. Self-storage investments are commercial buildings that contain rooms ranging from 5 feet feet by 5 feet from 10 by 30 feet where people store their stuff. You probably have seen these buildings. They're long buildings with roll-up doors all in a row. And some people store their bolts and RVs there. Some pe- some of the units have refrigeration units in them for for temperature sensitive uh, storage items. And uh, so far, self storage, I'm sure you've seen them somewhere along the edge of a major highway someplace. Okay, so why do we invest in self storage? Well, they're pretty much identical to the apartment business, but but two key things here: you have no tenants. And you have no toilets to repair. Okay? Again, no tenants with self-storage and no toilets with self-storage. Okay? And the cash flow can be excellent. And you can also force the appreciation in self-storage. Okay, what what's next? The sweet spot. Okay. I'm go, I'm not gonna give you a price range here price range here. What I'm gonna tell you for your sweet spot is if you are a beginning investor, your sweet spot is to purchase or to invest in a self-storage that's big enough that has enough cash flow to uh, afford to hire a prop manager, okay? Do not do this by yourself if you're a beginner investor, all right? So again, your sweet spot is to buy a big enough self-storage facility that produces enough cash flow to hire a property manager. Okay, next, let's go into pros of self-storage. The first pro is... They self-storage offers lower operating costs, mainly due to the fact that self-storage facilities are not labor or maintenance intensive. Remember, there are no tenants and there's no toilets. Okay. Second pro is evictions are easy to do. If they don't pay, you can just seize the contents of the storage and sell them. Number three, the third con, I mean, so the third pro is uh, self-storage can be recession-proof. If the economy is going well, people tend to store their extra things, right? And if the economy is not going well, people tend to downsize and then store their extra things. Okay, so it so self-storage can be uh, recession-proof. Here's the con of self-storage. If the neighborhood changes for the worse, that tends to make the self-storage facility less desirable, less people renting, and the performance will really suffer. Okay, so in self-storage, what's important is location, location, location. The second con is it takes a long time, really, to to get your uh, self-storage facility fully occupied, you know, compared to apartments. It takes much longer. Not everyone is looking for self-storage compared to a place to live. Okay, we covered apartments. We covered self-storage. Next is shopping centers. Shopping centers are basically your strip centers, small and large, uh, and malls, indoors and outdoors. And yes, I had grouped them all together, okay? Strip centers, small and large, and malls, indoors and outdoors. Here's why we invest in, invest in them. Stability is the word here. Your, your tenants in your shopping center may be locked into a 5 to 20 year lease. Now, that's a good thing. 
So the income will be consistent for quite some time. Again, that's a great thing to have. Now, tenant selection is extremely important. So make sure you have tenants that bring in good foot traffic and that complement one another. So basically, your tenants should attract traffic for one another. Now, a major supermarket or pharmacy are excellent tenants to have and can provide great foot traffic for years to come. Next is the sweet spot for the shopping center. Well, buying large shopping centers are not for the novice investor unless there is sufficient capital, cash, to hire managers with that kind of experience. First-time investors should consider uh, small strip stores and, you know, you know, those are the best ways to get into shopping center investing. So your sweet spot will be to start small. Start with a small strip center, a small strip store, okay? Now, a con for shopping centers is there's a big one here. It can take a whole lot of cash to keep, an, to keep a shopping center going if one of your large tenants decides to move out. A major shopping center tenant can take up to 30% of your overall income. So they move out, you need to have ways and the means to pay the bills in between the tenants moving out and a new one coming in. Okay, so we covered apartments, self-storage, shopping centers. Let's move on to office buildings. Now, office buildings come in many different styles and sizes. You can have a single-story building with one tenant or a skyscraper with dozens of tenants. Just drive downtown and everywhere you look, you'll see office buildings. Here's why we invest in them. Uh, Rents that office buildings pull in can be very high when the economy is booming. And I have seen, I've personally seen investors make millions and tens of millions of dollars when their office building investments are held for a long time in an up cycle, let's say eight to 10 years. All right, the sweet spot, same as shopping centers. Start off small, then scale up from there. Okay, here's a um, a con for a shopping center. Uh, I'm sorry, for an office building. Um, an office building con, a major one is that office buildings tend to follow the economy. As the economy goes up, so do the rents in office buildings. But as the economy goes down, so do the rents in office buildings. For the beginner, I would suggest uh, investing in a small office building or long-term tenants. Get the hang of it first. For the beginner, also, I would stay away from Class A luxury office buildings. You know, these large institutions, these real estate funds, like to buy them, and they are absolutely okay with small returns. You and I are not, so we can't compete with them. All right, next but, uh, next but not least, and last but not least, is uh, mobile home parks. So, <clears throat> Mobile home parks have gotten bad a bad rap over the years, but it doesn't deserve it at all. There are two types of mobile home situations you can invest in. The first is you own the land and the mobile home owner just uh, uh, rents the space or the lot from you. They pretty much just bring in their mobile home onto it and rent it from you. The second situation is you own the lot and the mobile home and you rent both to the tenant. We prefer this first option. All right, the option of you you owning the land and the mobile home owner putting his own home on your land. We prefer that option because it's advantageous to own just the lot land due to the fact that 
You don't have to do any repairs or upkeep. All you have to do is collect the rent on the lot. Okay, why do we invest in mobile home parks? Well, people invest in mobile home parks not because they're pretty, that's for sure, but primarily because of cash flow. So they can be cash cows if done correctly. Okay, next is the pros and cons of mobile home parks. Here are a few pros. There is such a strong demand for affordable housing these days. Actually, affordable housing needs far outweigh the current supply. And did you know over the next 20 years, 10,000 baby boomers will be retiring every day over the next 20 years? So next is there is a limited supply. Let me, let me explain this. You won't find many newly built mobile home parks because and only because most cities just don't want them. It makes more financial sense for landowners and developers to build something else there. And lastly, tenants tend to stay a long, long time. It's very expensive, probably three to four thousand dollars just to move a mobile home park from one park to the next. I mean to to move a mobile home from one park to the next. Okay, here are a few cons of mobile home parks. Mobile home parks tend to have a negative reputation, as I mentioned earlier. Whether they deserve them or not, they do. All right. Uh, next, bank financing for mobile home parks is super tough. And let's face it, banks just don't like to lend money. Mobile home parks, they want to lend money on something they can see, feel, and touch, like a building. All right. But here's a silver lining. The silver lining here is you'll be able to put together some great deals with seller financing. And in the next podcast, I'm going to teach you and share with you my favorite way of buying commercial real estate, and that's using a commercial master lease agreement. Okay? All right. So I just share with you the five best commercial real estate types uh, to invest in. I want to share a final thought with you. And that thought is, when you're thinking about doing a commercial deal, I want you to consider the size of the property and the potential profit. And here's why. Whether a property is five units, let's say this is an apartment building, whether it's a five-unit apartment building or a 50-unit apartment building, there's lots of work to be done and to get it to the closing table. So I want you to consider that uh, the amount of work required for a five-unit and a 50-unit are very close to being the same. So make the decision. What's it worth to you? Would you rather put the work in for a five unit and a 50 unit with great uh, differences in uh, in profits for the same amount of work? So it's up to you. Okay, so you can get uh, access to even more great resources at Commercial Property Advisors, as well as, as well as by subscribing to this podcast. So thank you so much for listening to this this podcast on the five best commercial real estate types for individual investors. I'll talk with you soon.